Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is great pleasure that I welcome an absolute icon of New Zealand sport, the original pioneer of triathlon in this country alongside of Erin Baker. Part of the reason why Hamish Carter, Bevan Doherty, Cameron Brown um, were and have been so successful because they followed in this man's footsteps. He is a multiple world champion. His name is Rick Wells. Rick, good afternoon. Welcome. Joe Waddy, how are you? Very good, thank you. Uh, Rick, I know that you've uh, recently turned 60, but you still look about 40. As you've got older, like all of us, we get a little bit wiser and our focuses change and we become aware of a number of social issues. And you've become heavily involved in mental health in recent times, targeting youth. You've aligned yourself with Mike King and the Gumboot Friday charity that he set up. And along with your good mate Ian Jones, you've done a lot of sporting events over the last two years to draw attention to it. You'll be pleased that with the new government that they have announced that $6 million will be now given to Mike King and his foundation. What does that mean to you? And just how much of an epidemic is teen mental health in this country? Well, firstly, you know, we're, we're extremely grateful. Um, you know, like you can't really put into words, you know, sort of but as a, just to the, the whole I Am Hope uh, Gumboot Friday team. We're extremely grateful to Chris Luxton and his team for coming through with that. Um, we, in a small part, we did the Dew Drop Hope Challenge where we swam, biked and ran the length of the country to sort of raise a conversation about mental health. And uh, we met up with Chris on the Parliament grounds and Mike and Chris chatted and Chris promised that he would support the Gumboot Friday um, <clears throat> counselling sessions and he's come through with that. So that's, that's great news and we're really thankful for that. Yeah, let's um, talk. Let's, yeah. Sorry, Rick. Let's sorry. just talk about what that money is used for, and what primarily, with the Do Drop Hope Challenge that you mentioned, that length of New Zealand endurance event that you did do with Ian Jones and some others. What primarily were you trying to raise money for? Where was the money going to be spent, or where is the money going to be spent? The the money that the the, the government has uh, promised um, is going a hundred percent of that is going to Gumboot Friday. And that money goes 100% to the counselling that provides a service for um, free counselling for under 25s youth. And that's, um, you just go online and you can just uh, search Gumboot Friday and you can find your, a, a counsellor that suits you. And um, that's where the money's going. Uh, Rick, how do you get young people, though, to recognise they've got a problem? And how do you get people to remove the barriers that maybe some people still feel have a stigma around mental health and get them to actually make the phone call? 
how long you got. Um, yeah, and that's part of the, the the challenge that we did is with the dewdrop is and the whole I am hope gun Friday is we're trying to normalise and and take away that stigma of having a conversation about mental health. Um, like you and I, we're old enough that you know we could probably chat about our prostates and um, when we can talk about breast cancer openly. Um, whereas if you and I were having a beer with a bunch of mates and I said to you, hey guys, I'm, I'm seeing a counsellor because I'm, I'm feeling a bit you know, sort of suicidal, you can guarantee that there'd be an awkward silence and guys would go, oh, I've just got to go to the bathroom or I've got to go and get another beer or something like that. And it's sort of, we're just trying to make it that, you know, sort of, hey mate, I've got prostate cancer and everyone would go, oh, you poor bugger. Hey, well, I've got this issue. Um, and just make it so that it becomes, it's okay to talk about it. But we have seen big improvement in the areas, I think particularly among older people more so than younger people. And I think Sir John Kerwin did a great job in terms of breaking down some of those barriers. He's a great all black who said, look, I've struggled, I've struggled my whole life with it. It's OK to talk about it. But the younger you get, the more difficult it is. Yeah, I think, the, you know, I think you've got to give um, the young youth a lot of credit, you know, like sort of... Um, the young people that I work with at I am Hope are an amazing team, and you know, like I'm, I'm the oldest in the room. But these young guys are all under 25s, um, and they're passionate about what they do, and that gives me hope. You know, like the reason I'm involved with it is because I'm, I'm history, and yet we've got one of the highest suicide rates in the world for our, our youth, and I just find that abhorrent. And so, I'm just trying to do something that mm. sort of we can change that and um, start that conversation. So and. You're quite right. Like we've just got to make it that it's more accessible, more open, and, and it's ongoing work. You know, like the money that we've received, we're internally grateful, but it's ongoing. And you know, the numbers are still rising. Like we did in August alone, I think we did 3,500 counselling sessions. You know, that's just a shy of $500,000 a month in free counselling to our youth. And um, those numbers are still rising, and so we've got to try and get that so that it goes the other way. You talk about counselling. I mean, one counsel one counselling session is never going to be enough, really. I mean, it's a starting point, but I think anybody that's seen a counsellor, it's it's three, four, five, six. Sometimes it's ongoing. Um, sometimes people will see a counsellor every month for the rest of their lives if they feel they need it. How how do you measure success? Good question. I, I guess the bottom line is the suicide rates can't start coming down. But if we can save one person, well, then that's one person saved. Um, and ideally, our drive, like I Am Hope, uh, the charity, we've got other programs where we've got Little People, Big Feelings, and that's a program that goes into our primary schools. We've got great ambassadors. You know, one of the ambassadors is Noah Jones, which is Ian's son. And they are trying to normalise and give kids the tools that they can deal with it. So, so the counselling, the Gumboot Friday platform is basically ambulance at the top of the cliff but we're trying to train and um, give the kids the tools that they they won't need that and and so that then they'll know how to deal with the pressure they've got you know like sort of a lot of youth are, are, are worried about the climate change they're worried about you know social media problems and all that and so it's just giving them the tools that they can deal with these issues that they mm. that are important and big to them why are teenage teenagers so vulnerable what is it about that time in life that makes them perhaps more vulnerable than adults or more vulnerable than really, really young kids? Jesus, what are you? Not that old that you can't remember what you were like when you were a teenager. Um, you know, it, it, I think it's just your hormones are going crazy and 
anything sort of you blow it up way out of proportion whereas I think as you get older you just start to go well that's life and, and we, 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 we sort of have experiences to deal with it whereas I, you know, I don't know the full answer I'm not a clinical psychologist but it's just my thing it's just you know as you get older you, you, it's life experiences and, and, and you know how to deal with them whereas when you're sort of you know 12 to 20 um, things erupt in front of you and it's sometimes a knee-jerk reaction and unfortunately some of those knee-jerk reactions are final. Mm. Rick, I want to talk about you. I mean, you're an incredible athlete. You represent New Zealand at Commonwealth Games as a swimmer. You took up the sport of triathlon sort of 1983-84. You became one of the pioneers, a world champion. You made a very good living out of it. You had a high profile here in New Zealand. You won the Commonwealth Games test event in 1990 in front of a huge crowd on the Auckland waterfront. Um, but is it fair to say that you know, life's throwing you some curveballs, and that it hasn't. You know, you haven't lived the rock star, the rock star lifestyle, and that you've had your challenges, and maybe that's part of the reason you are involved now. Oh, totally, totally. It's, it, 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 like, yeah, you know, sort of. When your career ends, you, you know, you, you sort of you hit. You know, and if you don't have a, a plan or a thing, it, it's pretty difficult to deal with. And um, yeah, I'd say that you know, I've had my. Um, my issues. I, I wouldn't say I've gone into a deep hole, but you, I think everyone sort of um, goes through some real problematic times. And um, I'm fortunate. I think I've got a fairly strong mind. Like I might be low for a while, but I'll, I'll manage to dig my way out of it. You know, and just my attitude is, you know, I'll show them. You know, so I sort of try and go. Okay, I'm going to get back up and, and get going again. Mm. Um, but not everyone has that, you know. And so, it, you know, we can't judge anyone. And it's sort of um, everyone's different on how they handle stuff. And so you've just got to have some tools in the toolbox because what suits you mightn't suit me. And that's sort of what I'm seeing is that it's not a, it's not a one-stop shop. It's, we've got to try and make it work for everyone. Talking to former World Triathlon champion Rick Wells about the Dewdrop drop I Am Hope Gumboot Friday, this charity set up by Mike King to try and help youth in this country in terms of preventing suicide and helping them dealing with mental health through raising money for counselling. Rick, when did the light switch? When was the light switch? Well, when was the light switched on for you in regards to this epidemic? Um, was there a particular meeting with Mike? I mean, obviously were aware of it but now you've become fully engaged with it when did it all change for Rick Wells? I, I think it, it sort of really hit home with me was was during the lockdown and um, I can't remember which one we had so bloody many um, and it was just you know you're sitting at home just watching everything ebb away and um, you know and I was feeling pretty sorry for myself and I was thinking Jesus if I'm doing it tough there must be some people out there doing it real, a lot tougher and, but nobody was talking about it. It was the great unsaid. Like, it would be interesting to see the statistics of suicides during the COVID um, pandemic. And I think we're sort of paying it a bit with our youth now. Um, you know, we sort of, the whole generation went through without having their school balls, the end of the year functions, um, which was a, it was a big deal to them. Um, and we just sort of brushed it over and it just gets thin. Um, and so that really, sort of when, that's when I reached out to Mike and sort of had a chat with him about, Let's do something, and the only thing I know how to do any any good as a sporting event type thing, and and a batshit crazy one was just swimming and biking and running the length of the North Island. But that was more to start a conversation, mm. you know. Like it took in our catchphrase was, you know, it starts with one step, one arm stroke, and and one conversation. 
And um, but and even though the event itself was pretty uh, physically demanding, it was the we, each night we had a community event, and this was going from all the way up Cape Ranga, Hohora, all the way down to Wellington, and these community events at each town and and um, we stopped at. The, the, the stories were confronting and pretty horrific with um, sort of mental health issues that people were going through. Was there was there a common theme that tended to run through a lot of the stories from town to town? Yep, yep. Um, probably the lack of help, the lack of support, um, you know, and, uh, and, and so that sort of just goes, we've got to make a change. And the only way you do that is I just... I'm a fairly basic person. It's just stick to what we know well, and that's where I've aligned. Um, I'm working with Mike. You know, like love or hate Mike, he is passionate about what he does, um, and he does a fantastic job. And he is a real advocate of what he does. And um, you know, he he might upset a few people, but he is. On the money. Yeah, Rick, you've got to have radicals in anything, though, if you want change, don't you? And I certainly don't see them as a radical, but you've got to have people who are prepared to upset people who are prepared to put a foot forward to get change. Well, Well, they just mind calling bullshit, whereas I'm probably a bit more... Diplomatic. ...politically diplomatic, whereas he'll he'll call bullshit on something and he doesn't mind saying it. And um, and that's what you've got to love about him. Why? why, Look, and I don't... You know, I, I don't want to... I mean, governments, both whether you sit left or right, governments are all guilty of wasting money and not necessarily putting money where we think it's best spent. But why do you think there has been a reluctance to invest in this area previously? I don't know. You know, I don't know the answer to that. I think there's something that I think the money's there. The money's there. And, um, you know, I don't want to politicise this. I think it's just the money's there. I just think it needs to be sort of directed in a better manner. Yeah, yeah, and I think you can say that across a lot of the health services and a lot of areas just talking to people behind the scenes. And again, from government to government. Mate, I've, got road, I've got roadworks happening out of my house right now and I see about 20 people sitting on their butt well, Rick, I, um, I, on their phone. I went for a sea swim the other day and I was pretty sure that I was going to come into some orange cones and somebody sitting out with a stop go sign, <laughs> but I didn't quite bump into them, Rick. Hey, uh, Rick, I mean, the other thing is, like, oh, I still swim and I run every day and a lot of people say, oh, why do you do it? And I say, well, I want to keep the weight off, but I'm first to say I actually do it for my mental health. You know, this industry's been totally. tough. I've had my issues. I've had my yeah. ups and downs. It's a tough game we're in for whatever reasons. Um, you, using your own experience in sport, do you talk to young people about the importance of exercise and getting out there and other ways of also managing uh, their mental health outside of just counselling? Totally. Like, I, 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 I'm a big fan of that and I've used it myself and I think, um, I think um, mental wellness and what have you comes with physical well-being. And um, I find, for me personally... You get in the ocean, you just start swimming. And I'm, I'm a real, I'm loving swimming in the ocean um, because it's a living organism, um, and it there's no boundaries, and you can just go for as long or as short as you like. And um, that's my happy place. And I think um, if you sort of start feeling and, and, and feeling good about yourself, you'll start believing in yourself. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing too, just what that little chemical change can do. Um, it's interesting, Rick. I remember when I gave up the sport, you know, training with Cameron Brown and those guys, and 
I suddenly noticed an increase in anxiety and various things and the sports doctor or the doctor said to me, look, it's just this chemical change. You've gone from doing all this exercise to suddenly doing nothing and your body's reacting and this is the byproduct of it. And, you know, I took a lot out of that saying, you know, and we're all very active when we're younger, aren't we? And we can do a lot of things or we change our lifestyle habits, we get into sedentary type work and things can change. Oh, totally, you know, but you can still do something. You know, like it just just change the change the goals. Like shit, I'm never going to run a thirty minute ten k. I'm never going to swim a, a sub sixty second one hundred freestyle again. And so take your watch off and but just keep going. Mm. You know, um, yeah, just do something. I'm swimming Long Bay four thirty this afternoon, Rick. That's an invitation, well, Rick. Uh, <laughs> mate, mate, I've got to work. <laughs> hey, look, Rick. Um, just just a bit more information. If people do want to find out more information or listening to this, just want to continue donating or being involved or know somebody that could use the organisation. And because, as we said, you know, if we can save one life, people don't realise the devastation that is done with suicide. Not clearly for the individual involved, but for the family and the absolute carnage that it can cause. Uh, what what's the where do people go? Yeah, Friday, um, or they can fly www.iamhope um, on the website. Um, we're in Dominion Road. Um, come, my, my role there is partnership, um, and it's to create and build partnerships. And uh, with the charity, we, we sort of um, uh, give a little but get a lot back. And so we're trying to create relationships and partnerships with um, businesses um, that sort of come on board, and sort of it's almost like um, corporate dating. You know, we sort of um, will introduce corporates that we think can um, work together, sort of, but um, under the banner of um, I am hope introducing them. So, you know, but anyone just get online, I am hope or Gumboot Friday. Just Google those words, and um, they'll come up. Yeah, uh, Rick, lovely having the program, and congratulations, mate. Well done on doing God's work, my good man. No, thanks, thanks, Mark. Thanks for the opportunity to chat. There you go, the great Rick Wells putting back in. Wonderful athlete now doing great things in terms of the area of mental health amongst our youth, along with Mike King. Great to see the government stepping up, throwing $6 million at these guys, saying, hey, here you go, guys, put this in place, get the infrastructure going, let's get corporates on board and let's make this work. Um, yeah, anyway, if you if you want to jump on the phone and have a chat about the conversation you've just heard, 0800 150811. On a light-hearted note, um, going back to one of the themes for today, and I'll read some more out. Just your summer backyard cricket rules. We're just trying to sort of come up with a set of rules which we'd love to release and saying these are the official backyard cricket rules under the ICC or under SENZ. Mind you, the ICC these days, they're just a branch office of the BCCI, aren't they? And if you're not sure who the BCCI are, they run Indian cricket. 22 minutes after one.